bands only wanna talk business. I got expensive, the wind is expensive. I got expensive, the wind is expensive. I've been getting all the work, I've been getting all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars, I've been shutting down the stars. When it rains and it pours, when it rains and it pours, and I'm ready for some more. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down live from the Freight Waves Sales and Marketing Summit virtual event. I'm Dooner here with Kevin Hill. Kevin Hill, 363 days ago, right in this very spot, we came up with this show. We did. We, we did. We came up with this show 363 days ago. It yeah. seems like it was only yesterday, but I was looking through uh, the, our Apple podcast. Yeah. We've done 50 episodes of Put That Coffee Down. Yeah. 50. Yeah. You well, that? And if you we were something, you would have got 52. Day. You would have got 52 in a year. You're too behind. Uh, well, yeah, 50. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple, three bonus ones yeah. that are audio only. So we really, only, we, we really have 54 episodes. We did it all in one day. Yeah. One day. We came one up day. with the concept, had it out on LinkedIn. We had the theme song. With the vi- well, I don't know if we had the trailer yet or not. But we had the, the concept. We had everything done in one day. One day. Just made Good it happen. Ideas. Beauty of startup life. Beauty of startup life. And now we're reunited. I had left the show at the end of last year, but this opportunity came up. And this is something we talked about when I was with the show, so I couldn't pass up this chance to sit beside you to do it. We we really, we were actually going to do this at a live event. Remember, we got a lot of requests yes. early on from Put That Coffee Down listeners who said, hey, can you do a breakout room just for sales, just 45 minutes, just an hour? We said, you know, in this virtual world, we can do better. What about an entire conference surrounded by this thing? And if you just caught those last two sessions, you know that they were dynamite. They were dynamite. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. You know, uh, Joe Polizzi, uh, you know, is dropping some great dimes yeah. on, on the audience about content marketing, you know, about building your audience first. And that's something we talk about all the time on Put That Coffee Down as well, is building that audience. I, I talk to a lot of people who always want to start their own business, but they don't have a product. Who cares? Just yeah. go out and build that audience. Thank you to our sponsors, Lean Solutions Group, uh, who's our headline sponsor here, and Ambition as well. For those of you wondering, are these events going to be replayed? Of course they are. Just look up Freightcast on your favorite podcast player of choice. Every single session that happens here today is going to be uploaded between today and as we move through the days here. And all of the video sessions will be up as well. And we're going to speak to, right now, we're bringing on our guest. It's Greg Johnson. He's the mm-hmm. Chief Operating Officer over at Zembles. Also, uh, you know, a wonderful uh, coach to his uh, to his sales team and a, um, a great TikTok trainer to his kids as well. Yes. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, boy, good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> thank you. Good to be here. It's great to have you, man. I, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned, the, I love dogs. Every time I, I went on a sales call, someone had a dog. I was like, oh, I'm in like Flint, you know, because dogs like me. I yeah. like dogs that made it move. So when I saw that you were bringing another one into the family, I couldn't help but but cheer a little yeah. bit. But hey, to our audience who maybe didn't catch you on What the Truck on Monday, they're catching you for the first time. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Zembles before we get down to business. Yeah, so just a little bit of background uh, myself, I guess. So, yeah, uh, father, I guess, to two dogs or soon to be two dogs, uh, one that's a year old and one that's uh, on its way. Four daughters uh, live in South Florida, born and raised originally in the Northeast and uh, have been in this world of data and technology uh, for the last probably 20 years, but in sales, in and around sales for over 30 years in various companies, uh, technology related companies. And um, uh, in the data world, uh, Zembles, you know, we've, we've been kind of involved with all different facets of, of working with customers and helping with decisions. But we, we got to the point where we kept hearing of the challenges in sales around prospecting. And we said, wait a second, we've got the data, unique data, and we've got the technology. Let's go solve the problem. 
And so we, we've created Zumbles and have been uh, rocking with that and having, having a load of fun. And um, so that's uh, kind of the, the quick story. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite topics, leads. I love leads. I love prospecting. Lead sourcing is a, a big thing that I talk about all the time. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, on, on Zimbals and, and kind of your philosophy of lead sourcing and how sales should uh, salespeople should source leads. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny you say you like leads and you like lead sourcing. I like selling. Yes. I don't like prospecting. Right. I like catching. I don't like fishing, right? Put me in a pond with fish that I'm going to catch, then I'll go fishing with you because I'll be going catching, right? So that whole concept is the key. And, and you know, when you say how should they be prospecting, it's, you know, the, the challenge that we finally realized was, was not with the salespeople and, and talking to sales leaders in all kinds of industries. We heard all the time, my guys aren't prospecting well. My team isn't good prospectors. I got to work on training to prospect. And, and, and when I kind of stood back and looked at it and after asking how people are doing it and having done it myself this way, you realize that's not the problem. The problem is the data that they're using, right? And whether it's in sales or any other facet of working with businesses and making critical business decisions, the lack of information on businesses is, is tremendous, privately held businesses in particular, right? 32 million businesses in the United States Six million of them have an employee, more than one employee, right? That says there's a lot that are just, mm -hmm. you know, enthusiasts, but 99% of those are privately held businesses. So when it comes to prospecting now, you know, our view is, hey, you got to get the right information. And if you can com combine that information or data with technology, then boom, you've got the power. You know, I use the example all the time of, um, of Blockbuster Video, right? if you can think back to the blockbuster video and you walk into that wall of videos and we were just talking about Top Gun and dogs and stuff. Was dogs named after Top Gun characters. But, <laughs> um, but if you went in and said, hey, I love Top Gun, how do I go find another movie? And you look at a wall of videos, I don't know about you, but I went home and was you know a terrible selector of movies. Nobody in my family would ever let me go anymore because I stunk at it. What do we do today? Netflix. Type in one word, boom, you go. Why? Because they know about us. If we can do the same thing with with prospecting for businesses, for, for salespeople, then we can save a ton of time, ton of time for them. Now, the other piece I'll bring up, you know, when we, we started talking to people about this and, and asking the problems, everybody said, I, I need better contacts. I need to get in touch with Greg. I need his phone number. And what we very quickly realized that there were, was that they weren't losing as much time looking for the people as they were looking for the people in the wrong businesses, right? 5% mm -hmm. is what I've heard. 5% of all prospects end up being, 5% um, uh, of all leads on average, especially in the, the transportation shipping uh, industry, turn out to be uh, good prospects. Well, we need to get that up above 50% because if you think about and do the math on 500 prospects um, that aren't good prospects and you only get, you know, what, 25 that are good, you just wasted almost a quarter of a year of selling time. I don't want that, right? I don't want to go fishing for four hours and catch nothing. I want to come no. home with a boat full of fish. Now, you mentioned Netflix, right? And we're talking about data and technology. Is there almost like, is there an algorithm like running in some of these data platforms that, that you're referencing here? Or what kind of impact is this data and technology having if we crack this open a little further? 
Yeah, so if you, if you, um, it's a great, great question. If you think about what it's doing, if, it, if you're looking at a movie or you're looking at a song, it's, it's trying to understand everything from the basic, and it'll take a song maybe easier, the basic genre of the song. Is it country? Is it pop? Is it whatever it might be, right? And then it's going in and it's actually decomposing the song to understand things like the tone, the beat, the rhythm, all the other pieces to it. So it's really breaking it down from what we see and hear and taking it down to a really, really finite level. Right? Netflix, same thing with a movie, right? If you look at leads, and I don't know about everybody else, but what I hear, and I sure did this this way before, both with my sales teams and myself, I'd go out and I'd search on a zip code first. And then I'd say, well, I need this NAICS code. And I don't know if anybody's ever gone in and tried to do NAICS codes. I'm a data geek, so I tend to geek out on stuff like on that, right? But NAICS codes are so inaccurate, it's unbelievable. I ran one recently where I was trying to find hospitals. I got more gas stations and catering businesses than I would ever have thought possible, right? So it's garbage from the beginning. That's just because it's a government-based number. There's no data governance over it whatsoever. Nobody making sure it's right, right? So you go in and you do it that way. But now think about what if you could get a, a DNA sample of a business, right? Another example, pole vaulter. The best pole vaulters in the world are six feet to six feet two and have brown eyes and brown hair. If I went out and tried to find the best pole vaulter, male or female, that met that just those three criteria, what do you think I'd end up with? No offense to anybody that is 400 pounds, but they're not going to be good pole vaulters, right? But if I could look at a DNA sample, I bet I could get better. So what we, what we look at in the algorithms, to your point, is how can you instantly, I mean instantly, because I'm not going to sit and wait 10 minutes while you do this for me, how can I instantly enter a single thing, song, movie, company, and have somebody that has massive amounts of data to run the analytics to say, what are all of the different things that predict that another is going to look like that or find those that look like the one you want? So tons of analytics behind it and crazy horsepower. The more horsepower you have in technology, the more you can do, right? Spreadsheets are what they are. They're, they're what most of us use, but you know, if, you, if all you do all day long is data and technology, you end up with the best of everything in that world. So, so you talk about DNA and DNA of companies. Is the DNA makeup, or should you be looking at what companies sell or what companies buy? You know, their expense lines or their revenue lines, and what makes a great prospect in freight? Yeah. So um, buying and selling is important. So what does the company do? Well, if you understand what they sell, then you understand what they do, right? But if you can understand what they're buying and you understand their entire supply chain, right? Think of, think of the companies that you're selling to that are doing manufacturing where we've got somebody who's manufacturing, um, let's say, um, construction equipment, right? And you know that that's going to be a great TL prospect. Why? because they're going to use the whole flatbed. So you not only know it's TL, but it's, but it's flatbed. But if you think about then all of the things that go into building construction equipment and, and, and the uniqueness of that versus the things that go into running a restaurant, that's a stark example, but that's the type of thing. So, you know, looking at just TL and LTL spend, not enough. And the reason is nobody has all the data, right? We have $1.7 trillion worth of B2B spend across 45 different supply chain categories, of which nine are a combination of carrier and fleet spend. Um, but we don't have all of the shipping and transportation spend that's out there, but I don't need it. 
right? By having all of the other pieces, it's like high school algebra. If I know X and I know Y, I can figure out Z. So I can look and see what you're spending elsewhere that looks like others that have TL spend, and I know that spend is there. So spend is important, and any other data you can get is nice. You know, the stuff that's interesting, there's a lot out there, and I've, I've messed around with it myself. You hear about firmographic data or technographic data. Um, you know, the whole problem is the same as the annual sales numbers that we've been using. They're all modeled numbers, right? They're not, they're not precise. And, and what we decided was if we can get the spend data and we can get verified spend, we know somebody invoiced and we know somebody paid, then now you've got something that's really specific, like really good DNA. Wow. I mean, it sounds like innovations come really far. When I was selling global trade, and this was this was only five years ago, Kevin Hill. I mean, yeah. at my disposal were like port liquidation reports through like the Pangevas and the data mines of the world and like a done in Bradstreet. And that's all you had to go off. Google right? Maps. And Google Maps. Like it was not powerful stuff. And these port liquidation reports, you wouldn't know if that was coming to HQ or anything. I mean, it was just like saying this company exists. It, you, that's like going through a gro- like Target and being like, that, that's a prospect. That's a prospect. That's a, pro- that's a prospect. That's a prospect. How long has innovation come? How, how much is innovation? come along oh, in this God. space yeah you know what innovation has been been uh, from a technology perspective innovation has come a long way um, even recently in the last five years I mean there are some darn good tools out there that are doing everything they possibly can with what they've got right garbage in garbage out you've heard that before it doesn't matter how much technology you throw at something that isn't right you're never going to get it right Right? Whereas if you can get better data to put into a crazy good engine and then add things like you know technology buzzwords of AI, artificial intelligence, or machine learning, right? to be able to learn from things. I see that Kevin liked four other businesses that were this. Hmm, my algorithms say this, but Kevin likes this, therefore I'm gonna modify my algorithm real time to be able to modify my answers to be what Kevin likes in the way of a prospect, right? So, it comes back. You can do all that crazy cool stuff, but man, if you don't have the right right um, right fuel going into the engine, it's not going to work, right? I, I always say I got the absolute best fuel out there. I could take a go kart and make it go fast, but you could put crappy fuel in a Ferrari, and rumor has it it's not going to run as well. It's all about pro, pro productivity, and, and going off your question or your your previous question <laughs> is, you know. It's really about salespersons, a uh, salesperson's productivity, and you find this in freight and, and logistics quite a bit. Is that the, the salesperson is supposed to go out and research and dig yeah. and put together all right. this all this information just to make a call? So, yeah. my question oh, yeah. is always: Is a salesperson supposed to be selling or researching leads? Are they supposed to be gathering up leads and finding people to call? What's the most productive uh, part of their time? And I think it's being on the phone and, and making sales. Yeah, it's funny, but now, yeah, if I look back at my time when I first got into sales, it was probably back in the, the early 90s, we had this guy, I'll never forget him, Frank Finney, and he used to come around. This is, I mean, computers, you know, where they were back in 95, it was a whole different world, but he'd come by, man, and if you were on your computer, he would kick your butt so hard, it was unbelievable. He'd be like, yeah, you're not going to sell anything on a computer. Nobody bought anything off a darn computer. Of course, now they do a little bit more, but your point, it's got to be, where are you spending your time selling? And when you think about the amount of time lost or productivity as a seller, I say, wait a minute, I want to be focused on an excellent sales campaign. And if I have to spend a whole bunch of time, I call them non-revenue generating sales activities, NRGAs, right? 
-hmm. If I have to spend a whole bunch of time on NRGAs, doesn't matter if it's cleaning up invoice problems or whatever, those are a pain in the neck to me. Why? Because they mean I make less money. For a sales leader, I say, wait a second. If I've got 30, 40, 50% of a sales rep's time that's wasted, what do I have to do? I gotta hire that many more people. I don't like hiring people as a sales leader. Why? Because senior management makes me take on more quota. I wanna get more capacity by getting it out of my people so I don't have to take on more quota and I can crush my number and make more money. It's just simple, simple math. Split a territory, add a rep, double the quota. Uh-uh, don't wanna do it anymore. Double the capacity of selling time for a rep or whatever it is, and make more money. That's a much more logical approach. Then the numbers on the ROI with you know with the data and technology combination, it's just it's astounding to me. It's really cool. Talk about fun. You say you like selling something, and you say you do well selling what you like. Man, I love this thing. This is awesome. This is the coolest thing out there. <laughs> Well, Greg, you know, if if you don't have like a, a horror story from prospecting or from from sales calls, you probably haven't started your sales job yet. Um, <laughs> you had kind of an enticing offer you were teasing with us uh, as in uh, in the green room. Can you tell our audience yeah. about it? Yeah, so I'm a big one on. Uh, I can tell you anything I want to tell you, but I'm still got a little Missouri in, in me, and I'm not from Missouri, right? But it's prove it to me. <laughs> And therefore, I want to put uh, put our money where our mouth is on this thing and get you to try, anybody, any of the listeners out there to try it. So what we thought we'd do is for anybody that's listening today, you can go, we've got a, a website, it's called, uh, it's at HTTPS, apparently is important to know, uh, start.zumbles.com forward slash giveaways. And it's going to pop up in the chat here in a second. Um, and if you go there and um, you click in, you have to click in like LinkedIn so you can follow us on LinkedIn and then fill out a form. And at the bottom, tell us your worst story or experience prospecting, right? And I can only imagine the ones that are out there because I can think of a few right off the top of my head. I was like, holy crap, remember that one, right? Um, so tell us that story. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to select uh, from those that we receive those entries and we're going to give away two free licenses two seats worth of licenses to individuals for six months of free use of, of Zembles. Wow. Um, and what we want to do, Kevin, if you're okay with it, is uh, is announce it on put that copy down on the 16th, I think you and I were talking about doing something, right? Yes. February wow. 16th. Yeah. So yeah. If you guys go out, sign up on that form, uh, get a two-day free trial, which I guarantee you in the first two hours of a two-day free trial, you're going to find prospects that you never saw before. Give it a shot, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll and then we, maybe we can play a couple of the, the funny stories that we can talk about. Yeah, you have – You'll have, to share, you'll have to share your story on that episode. We are out of time, but we want to thank you so much oh, for sharing with your audience, and hopefully they share some great prospect stories with you. Take care and have a great afternoon. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a great day. So, Kevin, I'll tell you, my first, my first alone sales call when I was in freight sales, uh, it was at a smaller company that had a small parking lot. And I got there early, right, because I was nervous. And I didn't want to sit in their mm -hmm. parking lot so they would look like a stalker or something. So I, like, parked on the, the side of the road. It was a rainy day over in, uh, in the Boston area. And a big truck comes by. And it hits a puddle, and I had my window down a little bit, and, I suit and it just covered the entire arm of my suit jacket. And then you're thinking, like, I just take the suit jacket off and just, you know, go in with the arm yeah. dirty. But then that was dirty, too. So I just went in with the arm thing, and I was like, see what I go through to, to sell you people? No, I did not get the account. More show to come here yes. at the Sales and Marketing Virtual Summit by Freightways. Stick with us. Don't change that dial. Live.freightways.com.